0: On the broadcast today is Jonathan Turner. He's the author of Stop Faking It, Start Making It. It's a millennial's guide to real wealth creation. Jonathan transformed his passion from business and finance into a mission of helping others succeed at achieving long-term wealth. Today, he's sharing some things that he has learned about wealth management and planning for the long-term for you. Jonathan Turner. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Likewise. Likewise. OK, so now what's the catalyst that made you write a book about financial planning and money management for millennials? Sure. So the catalyst
1: really started with me being in the finance industry for at the time, going on almost eight years, and I really started to talk to some of my friends that were getting to the point in their careers where they were starting to make a good living and an income for themselves. And I would, uh, occasionally just sit down with them and start picking their brain about what they're doing to save for the future and invest in and various other things in, in regards to finance. And I started to really see that none of them had any plans. None of them were saving for retirement, uh, and not adequately in any uh, way, shape or form. And it really started then by talking to them and starting to help just my friends. And from there, I started to see more and more topics of this starting to pop up online, uh, focused really on the millennial generation about how there's just really no clear education for money management or financial planning. And really at that point, I kind of felt with my unique, um, setup being that I am a millennial and I work in finance and money management, it would be fitting if I could kind of give a voice to the generation because uh, even though I'm an Israel, I've made mistakes of my own in the past um, financially and also just not saving for retirement at certain times or planning for the future. And I had my own pitfalls and I was able to work my way out of them. but. I felt it was a, a great learning experience for me and a great tool that I could then help to provide to everyone else that just has not had someone there to really show them the proper steps to building wealth and the proper steps to actually creating uh, your plan
0: for the future and your vision for the future, whatever it may be. Gotcha. Now, you know, we hear all these terms. uh, Of course, yours is millennial. Of course, there's baby boomers and Generation X and Generation Y, BC, all that stuff. (laughs) So just for clarity purposes, tell our listening audience who exactly are millennials, because we may have a millennial listening and may not even know they are millennial.
1: (laughs) Yep. So millennials in the broadest uh, way to define them are people that were graduating high school in the year 2000. So really I would say a millennial himself. it's from the early 1980s until the year of 2000. That if you fall into that category, you are by definition a millennial. Um, Sometimes actually the the most recent generation, which is generation Z technically, I think there's another actual name for them than other than that. But sometimes actually uh, they get lumped into millennials. Um, even though that's really not the case. So if you're born after the year 2000, you're Generation Z.
0: What do they get these terms from? Generation Z. That's so interesting. OK, so. But for the purposes, <laughs> I have no clue, actually. <laughs> yeah, the purposes of this conversation, if you graduated around 2000, you are definitely a millennial. That's right. Perfect. All right. OK, so why have so many millennials perception of wealth and success become so skewed in today's world? Well, I think part of what's kind of
1: caused everyone's perception of wealth in today's world, it's media and social media, especially Mm -hmm. over the past 10 years, uh, we've almost as a society um, become desensitized to what wealth really is. And it's almost like when I was growing up and we'd be playing video games on, I'm now of course, Lego N64, so I love the game Goldeneye and I remember playing that growing up and that was one of the first games where you'd hear some people say, Oh, you're, you're desensitizing what it's like uh, to go out to war or things like that, or combat. And you hear that with call of duty. Oh, you're desensitizing what it's actually like. And I think that actually social media has kind of done that um, to our generation and just to many people in general, where we can see pictures of things that we might consider being of wealth. Uh, You could see the car, you could see the jet, you could see the house and you instantly can have access to a quote-unquote person and I say quote-unquote because sometimes it's not true wealth that the person is showing in pictures or it's not even a real person at all um, or it is a real person but you can see it and right away you feel okay well I see this picture and I think I can attain this also and while you might want to attain it which there's nothing wrong with that a lot of times people don't realize what it actually takes to get to those areas and the years of dedication to a career or to building something of some some sort uh, in business or anything else mm-hmm. that it actually takes to get to that. And that's one of the biggest problems I see with, or actually one of the leading causes I see today uh, that's changing everyone's perception, really skewing everyone's perception of wealth. Uh, the, the other thing is, another reason uh, why I wanted to write this book so much is, Far too often, there are the people that claim it's easy to become wealthy, it's easy to become rich. And if you follow my course for $999 that's on sale today, I'll give you all the secrets to get there. And every generation has had that happen. There's always been the get rich quick scams uh, as long as time has been around. However, lately I feel it's been even more and more prevalent because mm-hmm. social media allows someone to get their message out there that much faster and you can spider web your message across a much wider platform than what you had access to just five years ago, let alone 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And so that really has also hurt a lot of people because all of a sudden you see one person claiming it's very easy and you fall into the trap to where you pay that first to become wealthy, now, whether they're selling a class on investing or finance or being an entrepreneur uh, when in reality, the only entrepreneurial thing they have ever done has been create a course on how to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, in the book, you talk about true wealth. Do you mind sharing with our, our listeners today a little bit about what you believe true wealth is?
1: Sure. So wealth in its uh, most basic form, when I talk to any person that I'm working with or just speaking to about this topic wealth is not strictly the monetary side of things and it was very interesting when i was writing the book and i was surveying a lot of people that i would talk to and i would ask them well what does wealth mean to them and i got a wide array of answers uh which was very interesting to find out but i also saw a common theme um between many of the people i was interviewing again now i'm only interviewing millennials for the book because that's what i'm designing the book towards so it take these answers also with that in mind, but uh, one reoccurring thing was actually uh, having uh, a nice car, having, having a big house, going on that dream vacation, uh, or the private jet. So those were v- very common answers. But then there were also others that were answering saying that wealth then meant being able to uh, provide for the family, being able to one day uh, no longer have to work, uh, or being able to take that just a dream vacation that they've always wanted to take. And that I really found very interesting because when I talk to people about wealth and help them to craft that ideal vision of wealth, I always tell them that the most important thing is being able to attain a work optional lifestyle. And wealth really is having your relationship with your family, your relationship with God, and then also having the ability to one day wake up and say, I no longer want to go to work and I don't need to go to work. And that really in the day is what wealth really is. It's not all the other things that wealth can provide. The wealth can provide you the car. It can provide you the house, provide you that your vacation. But it's that getting to that mindset that money is not really the object uh, of desire. It's really you should be thinking of wealth and money as a tool
0: Mm -hmm. to get to that point. Got you. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back from the the break, since we're talking about millennials, I want to talk about college. Um, Yeah. So that's a big subject, especially um, we have lots of uh, students and uh, baby boomers and generation wide and all that that are still uh, suffering under the burden of student loans. But I want to just talk about college when we come back from the break. Is that sounds like a great me? Alright, we'll do that and much, much more right after this. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned for the Larry show. W. Robinson, Robinson show. show.
1: Friend, did you hear about the big gospel event happening this weekend?
0: Yes, I saw the flyer in Gospel Updates e Magazine. Me too. I can't wait. Where can I get a copy of the Gospel Updates E Magazine? It is free. Download it from gospelupdates.com For the who, what, why, when and where in the gospel community Visit gospelupdates.com And download the latest issue of the Gospel Updates e-magazine That's gospelupdates.com You're listening to The Larry W. Robinson Show We're back and we're still talking with Jonathan Turner. He is the author of Stop Faking It, Start Making It, A Millennial's Guide to Real Wealth Creation. Now, Jonathan transformed his passion for business and finance into a mission of helping others succeed at achieving long-term wealth. Today, he's sharing some of the things he has learned about wealth management and planning for the long term with you. Jonathan Turner, welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Hey, thank you. All right. I want to talk about college. I want to talk about college. <laughs> it. All right. Now, just straight up, is college as important for someone to attend as it's made out to be? Personally, I would say absolutely not. Um, why? Is, why? Be,
1: why is yeah, I'll say that's the short answer. I, I can go real deep if you want. <laughs> um, I mean, college, while I don't. Uh, I want this to come off that I'm not in college. I went to college myself. So I Mm -hmm. went uh, to Penn State. I have uh, a dual major in business management and marketing. Um, The problem that I see in today's society with college is that it's pushed as a necessity, almost Mm -hmm. uh, as a rite of passage to have a great career and to provide for yourself in the future. Now, college, when you look at it, from my parents' generation, so the baby boomers. Mm -hmm. Baby boomers, when they're going to college, only 16% of that entire generation has a college degree. And so back then, a college degree held uh, quite a high clout to it, and you were getting some education, or I'd say a good degree of education that many others were not being able to access or taking advantage of, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: with that, it held a competitive advantage over someone that did not have already a college degree. Mm -hmm. Over the past uh, few decades, that has changed. And right now, 40% of millennials have a college degree, which that's a huge increase from that of the baby boomers. And it's becoming to the point where a college degree no longer holds the same clout, that it held for the baby boomers. And so 40% of the entire generation has a college degree, it's become almost like a high school diploma. And I'm not trying to downplay um, what it takes to earn a degree. However, it doesn't hold the same value that it once did. And it, especially when you take into consideration the cost of college, then it really doesn't hold the same value that it once did. Because we're talking pennies on the dollar for my parents, the baby boomers, to go to college compared to what it cost for me to go to college. And I graduated back in 2009, uh, Mm -hmm. looking at what it is today, a decade later, it is even even astronomical compared to when I went to college. Mm -hmm. And so that disproportionate increase of cost compared to what it truly provides in the workforce is why I don't think that everyone needs to go to college and that it's not as important as it once was. Um, I do think the college at the end of the day is very beneficial and can be useful for certain career fields. And I think that if they were to change the way the uh, curriculum was taught, and just to give you an example, if you're going to be an attorney, if you're going to be a doctor, a uh, financial advisor, uh, certain fields where you need to have a very good understanding of, uh, that field, you should go to college. And college should teach you the specifics on that career field only. But for me, as an example, I mean, I'm a financial advisor. I had to take two gym classes in college. Uh, I had to take a few classes on foreign uh, foreign affairs and just all this other random stuff as my general requirements. I mean, that didn't provide any value to me in my career career whatsoever. But I still want to pay for it and it was still a requirement. And that is where I think a lot of things need to change where if it was just focused mm-hmm. curriculum and focused content on my career. Or if you're going to be a doctor or again an mm-hmm. attorney, then that's very beneficial. But I, I think that you could also if you want to just start your own business, I don't think you need four years or even two years for an associate's degree. Uh, I think it could be very beneficial to take a few classes online around business. And there's quite a few great websites that exist for that that can provide you even more education than what you would learn in your two or four years at college and save you a lot of money in the process.
0: That's true. You know what? uh, Back in I want to say 2001, I interviewed uh, a gentleman by the name of John T. Murphy, and uh, he had a book at that time titled Success Without a College Degree. And at first I was like, blasphemy, blasphemy, (laughs) because he was saying he was really dissolving the roadblocks between you and success. Um, And then, of course, he gave examples of people that are quite successful that did not have a college degree. Even Oprah Winfrey at the time uh, didn't have a, a college degree. She actually went back to school just to finish up her last few credits and then eventually got her degree. But at the time she was already a multimillionaire many times over without a college degree. Um, yeah, but that was one yeah. of the examples he used in the book. But
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, college, it, it's still pushed that it's a necessity if you want to become successful,
0: mm-hmm. you want to
1: become great in your life and have a great paying job. You got to go to college. And uh, yeah, I I don't agree with that at all, and that's why I don't think that college is a necessity. Same also because just the cost. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're going to go to college and rack up seventy thousand dollars of debt for a four-year degree potentially, Mm -hmm. to then enter the workforce for a job that only starts your salary at say forty thousand dollars a year, fifty thousand dollars a year, well, after you take into consideration taxes and you're and everything else, how long until you actually pay that off? And that right there is, again, another reason of writing the book. I realized I mean, there was really nothing being taught about that. And mm-hmm. there are, let me take that back. There are some classes out there and some colleges that teach some of this stuff. But there is no system-wide, nationwide curriculum that's mm-hmm. even preparing many people for the world, the real mm-hmm. world, and not mm-hmm. uh, the fancy world that we as children grow up in. I mean, as a child, the world is completely different compared mm-hmm. to when your parents say, hey, uh, get a job, time to support yourself. <laughs> Things change real quick. Right. And I mean, there's no teaching about just balancing a checkbook, talking wow. about taxes, or if you want to create a business, how do you structure the right way? Whether you want to be a sole proprietor, a corp, an s corp. Uh, just how to do all of these things that are very, very beneficial and can have great lasting impacts in your life, but you're not taught it ever.
0: You know what? I, I feel like I'm I'm old because I'm getting ready to say this, but I'm going to ask you a, a specific question about it. But right. so like years ago, you know, I, I think it was because I was um, in the church. We had something that came to church called um Financial Peace University And of course you know that's with um, uh, Dave Ramsey And mm-hmm. so um, so, But I asked some young people about that. They was like Dave who <laughs> So my question is like who is The Dave Ramsey for millennials I think you need to take up That mantle sir and be the Dave that Ramsey <laughs>
1: Yeah so I, I have Jokingly said that or I shouldn't say Jokingly said it but I um, I've said that to many people, that that is my vision, my, my grand plan for all of this gotcha. is to bring a voice to a generation. Dave Ramsey did it very great with um, the or the baby boomers. And he also does a lot of stuff with millennials, but um, I think it really helps with me being a millennial also.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, if, if, if there's one thing that well, I can look back at some point and say, yeah, I really, I really accomplished my mission. It's if I get to that point where I, I create a lasting impact for a lot of people.
0: That's good. All right. Okay, final question. What is the true purpose of investing your money, and why is it important to do so? So, I'll give
1: you, let's say, the not long-winded answer, so I don't put mm-hmm. you to in <laughs> <Everyone> <laughs> else, but um the purpose of investing why do you want to invest in the first place Uh, i guess the first thing i got to ask is to you um do you even know why the stock market exists and i ask this question to really everyone that i work with uh every time they become a client one of the first things is well why do you think the stock market exists and why do you want to put your money in the stock market or into any investment for that matter Mm -hmm. um so larry i'm gonna ask you why would you ever want to invest your money for any reason? What's what's the reason that you would want to do it?
0: Well, for the future, one, but I, I want to just say this just for the purposes. Uh, so the primary purpose of a stock market, according to good old Google, is to regulate the exchange of stocks as well as other financial assets. Such regulations ensures a fair environment for not only investors, but also for the corporation whose stocks are traded in the market. Okay. But for yourself, though,
1: when you go to invest money, would you be looking, now you said for the future, so not a a bad answer, but really what I'm trying to get to is, what's the reasons of why you want to invest? Do you you, you want to make money? And if so, how much do you want to make or do you have any idea of what to do? And the reason I kind of asked that question, uh, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there, Um, just to guide a little bit more, I ask it because... I'm trying to really drill down to get people understand that the reason the stock market is here, the reason that you want to invest, not just in the stock market, but in other areas, it's to beat inflation. And the stock market originally being created was a way to move goods back and forth and a way to create trade. However, probably right at its inception, it turned into a casino. And that's really what you've seen happen ever since then. And people look at the stock market today and they look usually at other investments also, whether it's real estate, now you've got cryptocurrency, there's a litany of other ways to invest. But a lot of people treat it more like a casino than a true investment. And the reason that anyone should invest their money is to outpace inflation because a dollar that you invest today will be worth more than a dollar that you invest tomorrow, but also, what you're spending your money on today gonna cost more to cover that same expense in the future. And that's the basic principle of why you want to invest your money beyond that. If you're outpacing inflation, you're doing better than you're doing better than what you should have set off to do. But far too often. I see people, they set off to get grand returns and try to beat the market and become a millionaire as quickly as they can. Uh, by investing in money when really that's what ultimately nine or 10 times will lead you to losing more money than you actually earn.
0: Wow. Matter of fact, I, I think I want to do a follow-up interview with you. Um, just about some specific things that people are doing today with their money, if you, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. I love okay. it. All right. We're talking today with Jonathan Turner. His book is titled, and I love this. Who, did, you, did you come up with this title, somebody? Stop faking it. Start making it. I love it.
1: Yeah, so I wish I could uh, give myself credit, but actually uh, a friend of mine who helped me put the book together, his name is Mike Ballett, um, he is the one that came up with the title, so I got to owe that to him.
0: Gotcha. He did good. Stop faking it, start making it. Millennial's Guide to Real Wealth Creation. Uh, how can our listeners get a copy of this book, sir?
1: Sure. So I have a direct website for the book. Uh, the website is www.startmakingit.com. And you, you can it? also find the book on Amazon. It is available in an uh, ebook as well as paperback. Um, I do not have an audio version just yet, but I am going to be working on that So at the beginning of 2020. Uh, in the first quarter, there will be an audible version of the book as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Jonathan Turner, any final thoughts and comments you'd like to leave with our audience today?
1: Just that this has been great. Enjoyed talking. to you. I hope anyone that is listening, I
0: hope that uh, I brought some value to your life.
1: And I just hope you have a great day.
0: All right. Jonathan Turner, author of Stop Faking It, Start Making It, Millennial's Guide to Real Wealth Creation. Jonathan, thank you for being a guest on the broadcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's
2: a very rhyme, a son, show sensation I am a oh, and inspiration For your eternal nation